Hello, welcome to Steven Speak. Uh, this episode today is going to be about uh, the trip me and Sarah took last weekend, which you may have seen some pictures about. I don't know if I posted that many, to be honest. I meant to, I've taken a few, so I'll probably post when posting this, if that makes sense. Um, I suppose it does, because you're not stupid like I am, and actually probably uh, think about your thoughts before they come out of your mouth. Um, yeah, so last weekend, me and Sarah went down to uh, Thruxton Racetrack to watch the British Superbikes. And we decided to indulge ourselves in a little treat. So I'm going to be uh, talking about that today. So uh, stick around and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy. Welcome to Stephen Speak the Podcast. Unscripted prattle on everything and nothing. Welcome to the episode. If you're new, thank you for listening. Um, maybe go back and listen to some of the other episodes too. Don't please make a judgment on this sole episode. Um, I'm a bit sporadic in um, what I talk about. Um, as, as everyone knows, that's a regular listener. I don't really stick to one subject, which is probably the golden rule of making a podcast. So but I don't really care. Um, as long as you guys enjoy it, that's what I'm here for. And I enjoy myself. I'm sure you can tell. Um yeah, so welcome, 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 welcome. If you are a returning listener, thank you very much. Um, going to be launching something very soon. Um, I'll just get this out of the way first. I'm deciding to venture into subscriptions. Now, don't sigh. Don't. It's just a thing to support me. If you do listen to the show, you'll have the option, um, I believe it's a link in the description of the episode, to support me. A bit like Patreon. Um, so it's a couple of quid a month, and if you feel the need, then please do. That'd be really good. And if I get a few people doing it, it'll just clear the running costs or the basic running costs of the of the podcast, which is which would be would be blah, 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 which would be nice. Uh, so yeah, so that's coming soon. But don't feel obliged. Um, I don't I don't do it for money, but to make something would be nice. I'm starting going to register as my own business soon because I've been doing some audio stuff in the in the background. So yeah. Anyway, on with the episode. So last weekend, it was the British Super Bikes in Thruxton, and me and Sarah drove down on the Saturday and uh, stayed overnight in a, in a lovely hotel and uh, went to the racing on the on the Sunday. And we decided to treat ourselves, but we'll, I'll come to that in a minute. Um, we planned the trip down, and we wanted to go early. We like we like a we like a road trip. I'm sure you've gathered from some of the stories I've told. Uh, so we drove down uh, quite. We left quite early from Crew, which is where we live. Um, and Thruxton's like in Hampshire, it's about two and a half, three hours away, um, ish. But we were stopping somewhere about 45, 50 minutes outside of Thruxton to the north. So we decided to just go down early, explore the area. We like doing National Trust places, so we googled National Trust places because we're members, and we thought, oh, well, uh, we'll see where, we'll see where it is on the way. Um, and we ended up going to a place called Avebury, which I'd never heard of, but it was beautiful. And there's a National Trust building, and some uh, there's a cafe. But fundamentally, and I'm probably going to get the facts on this wrong, but it's a Neolithic, Neolithic, Neolithic get my teeth in today, um, stone circle. So it's like 7,000 years old or something like that. It was, it was crazy. And a bit like Stonehenge, but the entire village has like stone circles surrounding it. 
Um, I think the the village was obviously built kind of like after the stone the stone the stones were placed, or kind of a settlement was there, and they built the stones, and then the villagers like sprung up in the middle of them, kind of thing. But it was quite incredible, and it's like well, I think it's like the biggest henge in Britain, maybe maybe Northern Europe. I think I read, um, but I never even heard of it. And we just we were just looking on the the old um, National Trust app. And we discovered it, so that that was kind of cool, really. And um, we had some, we had a bite to eat, a little cake, should we say? We took some sandwiches with us, so we had, we had lunch in the reverse order because we had cakes in the car. Uh, sorry, sandwiches in the car, and uh, we always have to have a cake at a National Trust place, so they always do lovely cakes. So uh, we went in there, and uh, yeah, as always, everyone was lovely there. And then we had a nice little leisurely drive to the hotel. Um, I can't remember where the actual hotel was now. Um, it was about 45 minutes, it was about, that was again about 45 minutes onwards to uh, the hotel, which was called the Five Bells, and that was a lovely little hotel, there was a bit of a, there was, was a little bit of a disturbing story in the, um, Wickham, that's where it was, well, not High Wickham, just Wickham, there was a bit of a disturbing story, in the, in the room there was like a little pamphlet about the hotel, and uh, it basically described how one of the previous owners years and years and years ago, like, like hundreds of years ago, uh, like, liked like, enjoyed murdering the patrons, so when they stayed in the hotel, like, the travellers stayed in the hotel overnight, he'd, he'd go and murder them, basically, which was a little bit disturbing. But it did say in the interview in the pamphlet that the current owner did not do that, so we slept easy. Uh, lovely little place called The Five Bells. Um, good food. Uh, we we ate very well that night. Um, and, yeah, so we stayed there overnight, and then we went on to Thruxton the next day. So Thruxton's... Um, Near Andover, there's actually a place called Thruxton, but it's I think Thruxton racetrack, technically Andover, um, and I'd never been there before, so never never seen any race in there, never visited there, not really been that down that way of the country. I have on my motorbike years ago, been past the area, but never actually to Thruxton, um, and it was really cool. It was really cool. But the main reason we went to Thruxton was one, take it off the list, but two, we'd been saying for years about doing. The hospitality at the British Superbikes, and me, me and some of my mates have been on about it as well. But it can be quite pricey, but you do get, you do get some some good, some good deals out of it. In in a in a sense, like going anywhere nowadays costs you costs you money. So you've got the entry into the place, and you've got food and drink all day, and then just trying to find, especially at racetracks, trying to find somewhere to sit or shelter. And a lot of the racetracks they actually charge you for um, sitting down. Uh, in the grandstands, so it can be like an extra five, ten, fifteen, twenty-five quid, depending on where the grandstands are. So it can actually be quite, it can actually be quite expensive, depending on what you know where you're actually staying. Um. So and then you got food and drink all day, and let's face it, they they put their hand in for food and drink because you're in a closed environment, you can't really go anywhere else. So like paying six quid for a burger or five quid for a coffee or eight quid for a pint of beer is you know is quite excessive really. So. And we've always looked at the teams and thought, you know, it's always a good environment, the BSB. And we just wanted the experience to it, if I'm honest with you. And with, with the whole hospitality thing, you normally get to go either in the pit lane or you go into the mechanics area. And you normally get to meet the riders and have pictures and stuff like that. And the opportunity for that, or they come and do a talk with you and all, all that sort of stuff. And you get tea and coffee, um, alcohol and food and stuff all day. And obviously a place to sit, which is exclusive. So... We'd been talking about it for a few years, and then the pandemic hit. And I was, the pandemic was mentioned in every freaking story now, isn't it? So 
that kind of put the kibosh on it. But then every year since we've been going to the bikes, we've been like, oh, we should do that, we should do that, we should do that. And we never do, because we go, oh, it's quite expensive. And, mm. um, but we just decided, you know what, we got a bit of savings. Let's just, if we if we keep putting off, we'll, we'll never do it, obviously. We'll never do it. So we, d- we, we decided just to do it. Um, so you have to book, well, the one we did was with FHO Racing, so Feho Racing, um, these BMWs, um, current riders are Peter Hickman and Josh Brooks. Um, two of my favorite racers, uh, Josh Brooks is, well, she loves Peter Hickman as well, but Josh Brooks is like Sarah's favorite racer. So, um, that seemed to be the most obvious one to go for. Um, you can do it with a couple of other teams. Some of them are very corporate though. Some of them you can't actually pay to go in. You have to be some sort of member or sponsor or press or such, such things. Uh, cause I've wanted to do the Honda one for years. Um, but unfortunately I think they still are press only and corporate sponsors only, which is a bit disappointing, really. Um, but yeah, we we did it, we did it, and and we paid the money. The only other thing I'll say is we had to book it via recycled fan merch, and that's how you book it. And the booking it wasn't a problem, like you know, paying your money, like adding it to your checkout and all that sort of stuff wasn't the problem. But the list of hospitality details wasn't the best. Um, it was just a list, and I, what I couldn't work out is it said entry. But it didn't. I don't, I don't know if it meant like entry into the VIP or entry into the into the racing. But it actually meant entry into the racing, so it wasn't the clearest. So I, I wasn't particularly impressed with fan merch uh, in their display of the information and also processing it because I thought, well, you know, I'll buy it for the Sunday because we did it on the Sunday. Went down on the Saturday, stayed over in the, in that hotel. Went down on the on early early Sunday morning. Two very long days to be fair, um, and then. I thought, well, once, once I purchase it, they'll send me a confirmation email and it'll have details and blah, blah, blah. But it, the email I got was, the, I think it's one of the most atrocious confirmation emails ever. It was literally like, you've you've bought VIP. Didn't even list what day it was. So then I was panicking, like, did I book the right day? Oh, my God. Um, and, then, and then it said, you'll, you'll get some extra confirmation later. And then, like, a week later, I had nothing because the first email was so basic. I thought they've got to send something through. So I sent them an email. They didn't reply. And I ended up emailing FHO Racing, and they were brilliant, and they emailed and gave me the details and basically said, yeah, it does include entry into the racing. We'll send you some stuff like a week before. We'll send you a ticket out, blah, 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 and that'll get you in, and you normally meet someone and register and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, right, great. So I emailed Fan Merch again because I was a bit annoyed with them, and the answer was so generic and plain. It didn't even answer any questions, and I really need to follow up with a, a following um email really because the experience was really really good and i think it'll put people off if they don't understand what they get and it should be just clearer like like i, I think i'm gonna go into a this is a rant alarm i think i think i'm gonna have to things should be clear nowadays like it i find things they just like websites and stuff just expect you to know stuff and it's not very clear and all this neurodiversity and you know helping people out we we know people don't always understand stuff it's not hard to just a bullet point and say this ticket gets you entry into the racing, and it gets you into the VIP. And here's what to expect from the VIP. Like on this on the on the fan merch website, it's not even I don't, I don't even think it's bullet pointed. It's just like a list of words. And it, oh, it was yeah. From someone that's a bit of a perfectionist with stuff, like not how I would manage that website. Anyway, um, we're nearly twelve minutes in. And I've not talked about the VIP. <laughs> so we went down. Um, we got there a little bit early because we didn't want to miss out. We were told to be there from 8.30. Um, there was a problem with the tickets because apparently 
Thruxton at the last minute said they were only issuing paper tickets. And um, FHO basically emailed us and said, we'll send you about the Wednesday before or about a week before. We'll email you all the details and we'll email you your e-ticket to get into the race. And then you come to VIP, register, and we give you all your stuff. So I was like, oh, that, that's really clear. Thank you. Um, and then when we got the email to come through, it basically said, really sorry, we can't send you an e-ticket because Thruxton now said it's paper only and it's too late now to send a ticket. So if you meet one of our representatives, uh, Becky it was, she was very lovely. Thank you, Becky. Uh, we met her at the gate uh, uh, just before 8.30, I think it was. She came out a bit early because we, we'd got there super early. There was a few people waiting already, so she came out and she gave us our entry tickets and our lanyards, and it felt pretty, pretty, pretty special, really, because like one of the lanyards was basically like your ticket to get in, so that was your your entry ticket was like a, a plastic printed card, which is which is pretty cool straight away. So it was like um it said like paddock guest on it, which was which was ace, um and it was dated, so obviously you can't use it again. Uh, and then when we got to the VIP. They give us our VIP lanyards, and it had, like, the FHO racing on, uh, BMW uh, logo and stuff. And it said, like, VIP experience on it. And on the back, it had, like, a place for the, if you can wait the riders to sign it, which we both forgot about. And then there was, like, an order of of, of how things were going to go. So breakfast was served, like, the team breakfast, the team go and eat in the same tent, and then they clear it all up, and then they let the VIP guests in from 9 o'clock. So we, we had our breakfast at 9 uh, and then we did a, a garage tour at 11.45. We had lunch about quarter past, half past 12. And then um, the VIP riders chat at uh, quarter to three. Um, and it was just such a such a nice experience. Now, I'll, I'll tell you in a minute how much it cost. But this is what we did through the day. So we got there, we were welcomed. Uh, we were made to feel like VIPs, you know, we got waited on. Um, they'd come around really regular asking if we wanted top hops to for drinks we got prosecco with a breakfast um it was tea and coffee soft drinks um there was vegan options for things and vegetarian options i'm not sure about the vegan there was definitely vegetarian options but on the email beforehand it literally told you if you've got any dietary requirements let us know we'll, we'll sort it for you so it was a, a very customizable in that way experience that they were were open to like uh, catering for different people um yeah, it was. We were just made to feel welcome, basically, and all all the staff in there were lovely, and uh, and I I had a bit of a query to be honest because I'd been emailing um, Josh Brooks's wife. Um, weirdly enough, uh, I'd ordered some stuff off Josh Brooks's website. I ordered like some stuff for Sarah, and I ordered, my, ordered myself a trucker hat because I, I love baseball caps and trucker hats and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it didn't arrive. Basically, it didn't arrive. We went away on a, on holiday in May, and it must have been tried to be delivered while we were away annoyingly and could we track it so i emailed the josh brooks website and uh, this this lady called amy was replying to me and i didn't twig it until after a few emails and i think i saw a post on his instagram with his wife and i realized she was called amy and i was like oh my god is that who i've been emailing it turned out it was um so when we got there we emailed for weeks and weeks and weeks and it turned out i said listen we're coming to we're coming to thruxton for the racing will you be there and she says yeah i'll now basically she said yes i'll I'll bring one of the hats with me and I'll just give it to you in person when you come. So then I'll let her know that we're definitely doing the VIP experience and stuff. So she says, yeah, no worries. When you're there, I'll, I'll either leave it there or I'll bring it to you. So when we got to the VIP, I said, oh, like, uh, been waiting for this cap. Is it, is it here? And, and 
and Amy did. She kept a word. She had a hand hat for me. She turned up with it. It um, it just uh, just after lunchtime, I think it was. And she was so lovely, and she was so brilliant with all the emails and stuff. So high five and 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 big respect to her for for that because I'm sure she's very very busy and she didn't need me hassling her with like twenty emails a week asking where my hat was and trying to track it through Romail, which were terrible, by the way. I'm not going to do another rant, but anyway. Um, and we just made it for welcoming. And, and the thing with the British Superbikes, if anyone's ever been to British Superbikes, everyone loves motorbikes. Everyone loves the racing. And there's, the, I would say that, I wouldn't say there's like no loyalty, but everyone kind of loves most teams. So if you said to someone, who's your favorite rider? They could probably name five. Um, or they'd be like, I can't name one, they're all ace, like, you know, they're all such nice people. And everyone's so approachable. And you'll be walking around, like, not even in the VIP area, and you'll see the you see the motorcyclists just walking around, like, and not like the the, the non-famous ones, let's say, but you'll you'll see, like, uh, the commentators even walking around, like, um, like, uh, James, James Whittam, uh, he's walking around normally everywhere, uh, I can never remember the bloody names. Um, Shaky Burn, he, you see him wandering around. And they're so approachable as well. If you just, you just stopped and said, Shaky, do you mind if I have a picture? Like 99.9% of the time, they'll be like, yeah, of course. And they're, they're always so accommodating. And the riders are the same. And if you they, ha- they have like pit walks and they do sign-ins. And they they'll, they just talk to you like people. And they're, they're not the celebrities that you kind of have in your brain. And I think that's what makes it so nice. And then when we were doing the VIP... Like the riders were just in there, and it was just, it's like bizarre, but it's not, because they're just people at the end of the day, even though you kind of hold them in, a, in esteem for the thing that they do. Um, but yeah, we, we went to the mechanics garage as well during the VIP tour, and uh, that was amazing, seeing them taking the bikes apart, and then uh, Peter Hickman did quite an in-depth talk about the bikes, how they work, like why they're different to road bikes, why, you know, the electronics they have or don't have, and yeah, I think my... I always, re- I already respected them a lot, and I knew some of the stuff he said, but the- he went into details I didn't know, and I was just like, "Wow, that's insane!" Like the the power you've got, like under you, and you've literally got to control the whole thing while thinking about moving other people around you, not falling off, and yeah, and doing that tremendous amount of speed. It was quite, quite incredible, especially from someone that knows how to ride a motorbike but not at speed. Um, I think I was, I- I'd be terrible going around a racetrack, I think. Um, well, there's no thinking about it. I would be terrible going around a racetrack. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was a tremendous day. And then, and then the talk, like, Josh Brooks didn't have the best weekend. Um, so he was very, very honest. And, and Sarah couldn't help but shout out, uh, like, uh, at him when he was talking, because uh, he was a bit down. She was like, we we love you. We're, we're here for you, kind of thing. And uh, he appreciated that. And then, Peter Hickman actually saw that Sarah was wearing one of his t-shirt and she was like, oh, she's got your t-shirt on. And it was just, it was just nice. It was just a bit surreal. She had a picture taken with him. I forgot to have a picture taken with anyone or get any signatures because I was just, I think I was just in the moment and enjoying it and I don't feel like I needed it. And it was only when afterwards I was like, oh, I didn't get that picture. So Sarah got a picture with Josh, but I didn't, I didn't have any pictures taken with anyone to be honest. Um, but I'm not bothered. It was, it was the experience I was there for. Um, one of the funniest things that happened was when we did go into the into the garage. Um, I don't think we were expecting the riders to be there. I was thinking, I was thinking maybe they will, maybe they won't, because they just done the first warm up. Um, but Josh was sat on his like racing chair right near his bike as we walked in from the rear of the pits, 
and Sarah was in front of me, but her face was hilarious when she when she saw that he was actually sat there and she was like literally walking past him. She was a little bit starstruck, I think, and it was quite it was quite sweet. And he just he kind of looked at her and just like I think he felt like a bit embarrassed for her because she was like oh kind of thing. I'm not embarrassed for her, but like a bit. But I think he thought it was quite funny. Um, but yeah, overall it was a great experience. Now the price of it was two hundred pound per person, so think of that what you will. Um, was it worth it? Um, yeah, it's pricey, but it's not something we'll do all the time. It's not like we're not rich enough to be able to do like four hundred pound on a day. Um, plus we bought merch and petrol and the overnight stay, so that weekend probably cost us about seven hundred pound. Ouch. Um, but we, we've said we might, we might try and do it at least once a season, maybe at a different racetrack every time, um, because we both got fed all day. We both drank more drinks than we would normally because we weren't paying for them, technically. Um, so we could go back to that tent anytime we want, grab a can of Coke, water, you know, a coffee, tea, alcohol if we really wanted it. Sarah had a couple of bottles of beer, which we ne- which we'd never normally do. Um, I mean, I had, a, I had a glass of prosecco with breakfast, um, which I would never do. So yeah, in that sense, it, in in that sense, it was worth it. But it, it's 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 horses, of course, isn't it? You know, it's whatever you value something on, and to be in that environment and be chilled out and kind of made feel like a little bit special for the day is, is kind of nice. So I want to say thank you for, to the FHO uh, racing VIP staff. They were all fantastic and. Uh, I hope to see them again, and uh, thank you all for listening. That's my little take on the FHO VIP, and thank you to um, Peter Hickman and, and Josh Brooks for taking their time to uh, just accommodate us and talk to us, and it was just a cracking day, something we won't forget, and hopefully we can do it again soon. So um, thank you all for listening. Uh, please check out stevenspeak.com, uh, at stevenspeakpc. I'll put some pictures up on the socials uh, when this when this podcast launches. so keep an eye out, I'll put some pictures up. Uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll speak to you all soon. You've been listening to Stephen Speak the Podcast. Thanks for listening to my unscripted prattle on everything and nothing. Visit stevenspeak.com for updates, information, and my blog. You can follow more updates on social media at Stephen Speak PC. Thanks very much, and I'll speak to you soon.